Welcome to Westmoreland Reads, a short-form podcast all about good stories, books, and reading. In each episode, you'll hear a short story, a book recommendation, and what I'm currently reading, all with no spoilers. I'm Heidi, your host, and this is episode two of season three. Let's get started. Welcome back, everyone. I'm excited today to tell you a story about an author I discovered when I was searching for bookish quotes to include at the end of episodes. Every once in a while, a Google search like that will lead down a rabbit trail that reveals a pretty interesting story about someone. So for a little intro to this person, we all know what World War II fiction is like, right? There's so many different perspectives you can get and different books that give you a pretty good idea, at least a picture, of what life might have been like during that time. But it's another thing to look at what kind of artwork and fiction was being written by people who lived in Europe during World War II. Some of it is escapist, some of it is realist, some of it is fantasy, and it's just fascinating how the war influenced people's art. Some of the most interesting poetry and translation I've ever read comes from Germany during the Reconstruction period after the war. To start today, I'd like to tell you a story. If you stop to think about it, you'll have to admit that all the stories in the world consist of essentially 26 letters. The letters are always the same, only the arrangement varies. From letters, words are formed, from words, sentences, from sentences, chapters, and from chapters, stories. Michael Ende I first learned about Michael Ende from none other than good old Google. I was searching for bookish quotes, and his was one in a long list of quotes about books and reading that I really loved. Before I could use his quote, though, I looked him up to make sure I wasn't quoting just another jerk, and lo and behold, his story caught my attention. Michael Ende was born in Germany in 1929 to his mother Louise and artist father Edgar Ende. Edgar's art was banned by the Nazi party, and so during World War II, he painted in secret. Much of his artwork was burned during a bombing in 1944. A small number from more than 250 paintings, etchings, and sketches survived the war. Mikhail himself witnessed his first bombing in Munich at 12 years old, and later was present during the bombing of Hamburg in 1936. It was shortly after this event that his interest in poetry began, which eventually led to his career in writing. In 1945, when German youths, 14 and older, were drafted to fight against the Allies, Mikhail tore up his draft papers and joined a resistance group dedicated to sabotaging the German SS. Although Enda experienced a frustrating early career as an actor, his experience with traveling theater groups gave him so much practical experience that he didn't consider it a waste. His earliest writings were performed on stage and launched him into a career of storytelling. He wrote his first novel, Jim Button, in the late 1950s, and a later work called Jim Button and Luke the Engine Driver won the German Prize for Children's Fiction. Enda went on to marry and travel the world. He lived in Italy with his wife, became much beloved in Japan, and became one of the best-known children's authors in Germany. His most well-known work, familiar to children of the 80s and 90s, was The Never-Ending Story, published in 1979. He preferred a mixture of fantasy and reality genres and had a tendency to interact with the reader in his works. His jesting sort of tone gave many of his stories a playful flavor. He said that he wrote stories for any child age 80 to 8. Michael Ende passed away from stomach cancer in Germany in 1995. His story is one of those that I look at and I think, how did one person manage to do so dang much? I cannot imagine surviving a war, falling in love, immersing myself in poetry and theater, and becoming a world-renowned author. It's just amazing. I have to confess 
that I never saw the never-ending story movie as a kid. Um, it always looked weird to me, that big white creature. I don't know. Still looks weird, I guess. Um, <laughs> but I did put the book on hold at the library after I read his biography. I have more um, links to different biographies I found about Mikhail Enda in the show notes if you're curious and would like to read more. All right, for my recommendation today, I have a book that I read at the beginning of 2022. It's called At Home, A Short History of Private Life by Bill Bryson. I've read two of Bill Bryson's books and have a third on my shelf waiting for me. His descriptive nonfiction is some of the best for providing fascinating histories of different subjects and really entertaining prose. In At Home, Bryson sets his stage for worldwide exploration in his childhood home in an English parsonage. Each room in the house facilitates a historical discussion of an aspect of life at home, hygiene in the bathroom, sex and death and sleep in the bedroom, nutrition in the kitchen, and so on. It seems a huge scope to try and cover in one book, the history of life at home and human habits all around the world, but his multicultural fat collection of how all these human practices have played out in history flows well and reads easy. While it's not especially deep, I guarantee you're going to learn things that will both amaze and possibly disgust you just a little. Humans, after all, are a little bit gross if you think about it too much, and Bryson does, and he talks about it too. This book was the first I finished in 2022, and I gladly gave it five stars and pretty immediately started looking for more of his work. In any other hands, this kind of thing might feel too textbooky or cumbersome, but Bill Bryson is a really good writer, and it's a lot like watching a good documentary or an episode of a favorite true crime show without the crime. I can also recommend the audiobook. It's author-narrated and gives a distinct impression of how much fun it might have been to write this book. That's At Home, A Short History of Private Life by Bill Bryson. Last but not least today, I am currently reading a book called The Ladies of Missalonghi by Colleen McCullough. She also wrote a book that I really enjoy and recommended um, in another episode, which I will link in the show notes, called The Thornbirds. Thank you all so much for listening. If you have a story you'd like to hear on the podcast or want to chat about today's episode, email me at westmorelandpodcast at gmail.com or send a message to at westmorelandreads on Instagram. You can find links to the books and stories mentioned in show notes and on westmorelandpodcast.com. To help the podcast find the exact right audience, leave a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen or give a shout out on social media. I truly love sharing stories and books with you all and I'm excited to talk to you again soon. Man reading should be man intensely alive. The book should be a ball of light in one's hand. Ezra Pound. <laughs>